the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriot, and I'm joined in studio by Don Dix, radio host. Uh, he's currently with, with Salem. Currently. We'll, we'll see how long we'll see that if I can get in any trouble and yes. get uh, the attention of the national media based on the things that we were chatting about before. We started, we pushed, we pushed the record button. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, as we were speculating about what we might see if we could hack into a particular person's uh, Twitter account. And yes, what we might do. Well, listen, uh, what a week. I kind of started off with uh, a bunch of people heading to Orlando, Florida in order to participate in the president's uh, kickoff speech for his inauguration. One of the things that was plainly obvious is that there were more people standing in line at the porta potties than there were at a total of all of the Democrat candidate in all, you know kickoff rallies themselves. So there were more people waiting in line for the pot for the potty than were at Democrat rallies. Yeah, Joe Biden had a big speech that day with about eighty five people. In attending, and they would not pan the camera back. They purposefully isolated him up front. But it was so obvious. It's so obvious when you hear like two people clapping. I mean, come on, Joe, really? And the fuck, this the 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 stunning thing is, we're still uh, they're still trying to put over on us the polling of you know Joe Biden, Buttigieg. Bernie Sanders and all and Kamala Harris all beating Trump, right? Well, a hundred thousand people plus show up to Orlando, and you're trying to tell me that these people are gonna no. I don't believe it. I think Trump stands a very good chance of winning. You don't, and that's where we begin with the possibility that there are moves afoot to undo Donald Trump's influence in the upcoming election. Well, let's array... It wouldn't discount the polls. Now, we saw the same thing in 2016, where the polls showed Hillary Clinton well ahead, well ahead until the very end, when the pollsters didn't want to be shown too far wrong, and they they closed up. But let's not disregard that. We saw the same thing in 2016, where Donald Trump would draw these huge, enthusiastic crowds, and Hillary Clinton would draw very small, unenthusiastic crowds, but they were still able to turn out, the enemy was, to turn out the real and or fraudulent vote on her behalf. Right, because, of course, she did get the um, majority vote across the country. Always with an asterisk that in, in the 49 states other than California... Donald Trump won the won the popular vote, and California's electoral system is so riddled with fraud, it is so uh, lacking in any integrity 
that I think you'd have to put an asterisk by that, and you have no idea what the actual vote in California was. Now, Hillary Clinton probably really carried California among live legal voters, but was it by the three million votes that she nominally won by? I don't know. And in that regard, we're talking about the factors for 2020. New York just passed a law like California that's going to give driver's licenses to illegal aliens, and then there's nothing stopping them from having a motor voter from from from, from registering to vote. Yep. And yet the Republicans do nothing. Uh, see, the remaining Republican members of the state legislature in New York and California uh, can kiss their seats goodbye. If not in 2020, soon soon thereafter, they're they're going to get swept away, and the Republicans do nothing. And I've put some fall over back with Donald Trump. His his Justice Department could take legal action to invalidate these laws that aid and abet illegal immigration, but they do nothing. Mark Moisher is planning uh, and working on actions having to do with just that very thing. So we don't. Well, it's it's about time to take that. And also one of the important factors, you look at the the mainstream media, you have all the unions, you have big business, and one of the most important factors coming into 2020 is big dem tech. And we're going to talk about that specifically later later in the show. But it's estimated that just Google alone with its biased search results shifted 4.4 million votes to the Democrats in 2018. That doesn't count the mass censorship by the other tech companies. It doesn't count that in many key races, 90% plus of the Democrat candidates' email, talk about online email accounts, Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, and the like, AOL. They all went into the inbox, but the Republican candidates' emails went into junk mail or spam. It's just another way that they try to try to are trying to help the Democrat Party, and you, it's, it's hard to win when you spot the enemy four million votes, and having having suffered no repercussions from their conduct, they're only going to step it up. They're only going to step it up even further to try to get Donald Trump in twenty twenty. So you look at you look, you look at these factors of what the, of what is arrayed against Donald Trump and our cause. And you have to go. You know, it's uh, it's it, it's it's an uphill fight. It's a, you know, we're you know, sort of drawing to the inside straight again as we did in 2016. And unlike in 2016, where we sort of caught them by surprise, they thought they had it in the bag. Uh, they thought there was no way Hillary was going to lose. Now they're, they're not going to get taken by surprise again. So you look at all these factors, and Texas is it looks like it's in play. Uh, Ted Cruz barely beat William Jefferson O'Rourke, who now who likes to go by the name Beto, Beto, but his actual name is William Jefferson O'Rourke. He's Irish. Yes, he's Irish. Pretend, pretending pretending to be uh, pretending to be Latino, like uh, who was that person that uh, that woman tried to put was black, and the name's escaping me. Whoever it was is. Or Elizabeth Warren pretending to be an Indian. Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal. Yes. So he, so he, so Ted Cruz barely won in, in 2018 in Texas, and there are some polls that show Biden ahead 
in Texas. So, so tex- even Texas is not a foregone conclusion, although they do have better voter integrity. So whether all of these the mass deluge of illegal aliens that's pouring across the border now will be able to vote in Texas, although there was there were, the studies showed after the 2018 election that up to 50,000 illegals voted in Texas in 2018. And I don't discount that that's going to happen again and probably happen in bigger numbers. I think that we have a better than uh, a better shot at getting Donald Trump reelected. But here's one thing I'm happy about. I do not think and I think one of the things that contributed to the victory in 2016 of Donald Trump is that because the polls were so slanted in favor of Hillary that probably many Democrats felt, oh, there's no reason to go to the poll. Hillary's got this. It's a slam dunk. I don't need to go vote. I'll bet enough Democrats felt that way on Election Day and in the days leading up that maybe they would have mailed in their ballot that didn't, that that, I think, could have had a material impact in the way that that election turned out. You can't underestimate complacency. Absolutely not. Less than 100,000 votes spread across Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan carried those three states which is why i don't think trump which is why i don't think it's a good idea that these polls come out and say donald trump's got this by a landslide because the same is true in verse we're talking about human nature this isn't about democrats versus republicans human nature is lazy you know i mean we've got stuff to do you got life life takes over and uh if you think that there's no need to send in your ballot that it's done uh that then you don't send it in I was very encouraged by what I saw in Orlando, Florida. We've got to take a break right now to honor our sponsor for the first half hour of the United IE Radio Show. When we come back, I want to get your thoughts on Tuesday night after we hear from Ed Hoffman. Of Summit Funding of Marino Valley, the place to go for your real estate money needs both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of any anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And we really need people to show up en masse in California like they did in Orlando, Florida. We'll talk a little bit about what we need to happen in California. But Orlando, Florida, you had people lining up in the queue for 48 hours, some of them, getting, uh, trying to make sure that they were able to get in. It was a tailgate, a giant tailgate party in Florida, and it took about three and a half hours from the time that I think her name was Paula White, the uh, 
lady that did the invocation had all 25,000 people in the Amway arena holding hands, standing, praying. And then from that point to the time that Donald Trump finished, I think was pretty close to three and three quarter hours. It was a lot. It was an endurance test. The whole affair was an endurance test with tens of thousands, no official count that I'm aware of, tens of thousands of people gathered outside in overflow areas to watch on a big screen. Very few politicians could ever command that kind of audience for that amount of time and and hold the audience for that amount of time uh, as, you, as you speak for an hour and, and 20 minutes. Donald Trump has a connection with his supporters, and he's going to need that to win because while the Democrats have all of the advantages that we talked about in our previous segment, Donald Trump has us. And here in California, where the outcome in the presidential race is a foregone conclusion, we're going to need to be involved in making calls and sending letters out of California, and as we did in 2016. And both the Trump campaign will have a program for that, as well as the Tea Party Patriots National will have a program to make those kind of calls. The Tea Party Patriots volunteers across the country made 2 million calls in 2016 into the crucial states of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Florida. And when you consider the narrow margin in those states, that may very, but for that, and there's a lot, a lot of but fors in the election, but but for that, the, we might have the corrupt, vindictive, evil Hillary Clinton as our president. We would never know about the corruption and the politicization of the FBI, the Department of Injustice, and the intelligence agencies. They would be using those full square, full bore against their political opponents. The border, Donald Trump has not been able to secure the border, but he's at least made some efforts to do it. Hillary Clinton or any Democrat would make no efforts to secure the border. It would be, it'd be open border, unlimited immigration, and they've all, every Democrat candidate has made that clear, that they favor unlimited immigration and open borders and care not one iota for the effects on Americans as long as it helps them get power. Hillary Clinton probably would have done what several U.S. uh, presidential Democrat candidates have suggested, and that is just tear the whole fence down. You know, um, that's exactly what they want to do. Open borders, rule of law be damned, let people crisscross until the cows come home and just demolish the United States. Make no mistake, everything, uh, Dinesh D'Souza said something that I think uh, bears repeating over and over and over again. Democrats, it is said, have a double standard. That double standard exists for the single standard of demonizing and diminishing the influence of Donald Trump. The only, so many of the things that they do, they would never they would never do i mean like he said at his talk at at the talk he said hillary clinton was able to get away with losing 30,000 emails not losing well right erasing yeah, erasing uh and subsequently losing cuz they still haven't found them so she was she was able to get rid of that donald trump would get the electric chair if he erased one email that was a love note to melania absolutely and the, the, his entire talk was filled with that kind of stuff. I've got some quotes here, but to me, the most meaningful uh, quote of the night had to do with really his loyalty to his voters and to Americans. And essentially, he said that 
the entire reason uh, that he is, well, the, the whole the whole reason that he is doing what he's doing has to do with only one thing. And he pointed at everybody in the arena and he said, it's because of you. And that you talk about the connection with uh, his voters. That is a big reason why Donald Trump has that connection, because we perceive that he is there to do one thing and to do one thing only. And that is to represent the people of America, as opposed to the people that he is fighting against, which are the lobbyists, which are the special interest groups, which is the Democrat Party, which is every institution in America that has been taken over by the progressives, cultural Marxists, and in fact, Marxists. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And if there is ever a honest history of this age written, is how the elites, the leaders, the ruling class that have done so well by our system and our country, and this is true also in, in Europe as well as it is here, have turned against their country, their people, and the values and principles that gave them the uh, opportunity to get where they are. It's really, uh, it's really an amazing thing. It's a, it's a frightening thing as well, but it's an amazing thing to see the leadership of a, of a country, of a civilization, turn against itself. The exact line that he said, since the very first day that I walked through the doors of the White House, I have never forgotten who sent me there. You did. Back during his uh, inaugural, he said that what truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. And there are very few people back in the swamp who agree with that. And in fact, the vast majority are diametrically opposed to that. You can see why they hate him so much. Now, they hated George W. Bush, and if any Republican had won in 2016, they would be demonizing him and undermining him. But Donald Trump particularly draws their ire, their hatred, their almost their irrational hatred, because he stands for our civilization. He stands for America. He stands for the values and principles that made America great, free, and prosperous. And when the enemy, the Democrat Party and its minions, believe that America is fundamentally a bad country that has to be punished and brought down, and or in Barack Obama's words, fundamentally transformed, this just sticks as a, as a, to, the, to the enemy, to the liberals, to the Democrats. It's like nails on a chalkboard to hear that America is great. This is such an important point because the whole the whole... What I think encapsulates the era of Trump is the fact that the deep state has been exposed to an extent that they never imagined being exposed. And the people are waking up. And that's why I am optimistic about 2020. I do think that Trump will be returned. I do think it's going to take work. It's going to be an endurance test, just like Orlando, Florida was an endurance test of political speeches. You really, I mean, you you had to really want to be there in a big way in order to endure 
everything that you had to endure. It wasn't just time. It was everything you had to do to find, to, to get into the get area. There, wait outside, wait in the humidity, wait in the rain, wait in the heat. There were 10, for 10 blocks around the arena, no traffic was allowed. So you had to walk in. And then it rained. There was a torrential rain as well. I mean, the obstacles standing in the way of somebody that wanted to be there were huge. We should assume that the odds are against us. Now, it's, it's, it's kind of easy to get overconfident when you look at the... Democrat candidates, but it really doesn't, in a sense, it doesn't even matter who the Democrat candidate is because their machine from the media to the uh, get out the vote, professional get out the vote to vote, to ballot harvesting here in California, to getting the illegal aliens to vote, the whole, their whole machine will operate regardless of who the candidate is. AOC could be the candidate. Elon Omar could be the candidate. Joe Biden could be the candidate of um, Kamala Harris could be the candidate, and the, and the machine will work equally well for any of them. Trump said in his uh, speech, his campaign, the uh, 2020 uh, campaign launch speech, that he is draining the swamp right now after talking about taking on an establishment system that wanted to take away his, quote, your voice and your vote and your dignity and your destiny. He says the swamp is fighting back viciously and violently. And that is exactly what they're doing. It is because he threatens their position. He threatens the Democrats thought that they were on on the verge of driving in for the final winning touchdown to put it kindly, fundamentally transform the United States of America. And Donald Trump intercepted the pass and ran it back for a touchdown. He ripped the Democrats for their hatred, their prejudice, their rage, and says they want to destroy you and destroy our country as we know it. Not acceptable, and it's not going to happen. Trump mocked Obama without mentioning McConnell, thanking him for not appointing judges so he could appoint conservative judges. That was a pretty funny line. He actually thanked Obama for not appointing so many judges and leaving all those seats available so he could appoint them. Yes, and while they're during the last two years when the Republicans controlled the Senate, they uh, they they slowed down the process. And, and uh, I'm not a big fan of McConnell, but he did hold the Supreme Court seat open that when Scalia untimely passed away, uh, so to let uh, Donald Trump fill it. But what? beyond that, when it comes to we're almost out of time in this segment, the when it comes to immigration, all those things that Donald Trump says are going to happen. Donald Trump says America will never be a socialist country, but oh yes it will unless we substantially change and reduce immigration. And what did the Republicans do this week? They marked up a bill, appropriations bill that had zero for securing the border, made no changes in any of the laws to secure the border and stop the outrageous abuse that any illegal alien can step across the border and say the word asylum and be released. Now we'll see if the deal with Mexico pans out and is effective or not. Did nothing at all. All they did was appropriate money to aid and abet the flow of illegal aliens till once they come across the border, so then our government will be in charge of taking the illegal aliens to their final destinations, relieving the drug cartels and the human smuggling cartels of the burden of finishing the job that they were paid to do. That's what the Republicans in Congress, they totally do not get if it, the existential nature of immigration. 
that Gavin Newsom said this past week, that the Republican Party is headed for the dustbin of history. And if we don't change immigration, if we don't change the government-run schools as well, but if we don't change immigration, Gavin Newsom is absolutely 100% correct and infuriates me and frustrates me to no end that the vast majority of Republicans seem oblivious to this and, and are unable or unwilling to do the existential math of immigration. When 2 million foreigners pour into the country legally, temporary foreign workers and legal immigrants, and 80% of those are going to vote for the Democrat Party, for some reason, plus all the illegals same, and who will vote in the same way, and their children and their grandchildren, for some reason, the existential nature of that math escapes most Republicans. And I cannot for the life of me figure out why. We are going to continue to have to figure that out, but there's a big obstacle coming up in 2020. Big Dem Tech. Greg has got all the dirt on Big Dem Tech when we continue on the Unite IE Radio Show after the break. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And if we are going to save our country and reelect Donald Trump, which are two inseparable things, it's going to take a lot of work by private citizens to overcome the massive advantages that the Democrat Party has in money, in the mainstream media, in big business, in the labor unions, in the foundations, and uh, in big dem tech. As we talked in the last segment, Professor Robert Epstein, who's actually who's a liberal, but he has studied this and what and the effect of big dem tech, has determined that Google, just by how it does its search engine results and presents them, can shift the undecided vote ninety ten without a, tra- a trace of that being done. Now, I first came into. Uh, an understanding of Dr. Epstein's work, I think about the same time you may have, he was a presenter at an American Freedom Alliance conference two or three years ago. And he had, I know you were there, um, and I'm pretty sure you were there. He gave a briefing on his analysis of how Google had manipulated search results so as to favor uh, Hillary Clinton. And he estimated that there were enough votes that were shifted by their uh, messing around that even the three million votes that we talk about all the time would were, were, were potentially attributable to the to the manipulation of Google 
in the search results. Right. And it's, and it's not just Google. There, there's been since 2016 when they realized how Donald Trump and his supporters effectively used Facebook and social media. They've been on a uh, pogrom to eliminate conservatives off of those platforms, and they've eliminated billions of pages of, and views by conservatives and conservative material. Uh, many prominent conservatives are being outright banned, and they're not being banned. They're being shadow banned, so they think they're posting and tweeting, but their followers aren't seeing what they're, what they're putting out. Traffic to Donald Trump and, and Breitbart and Gateway Pundit and other conservative sites has gone way, way down on Facebook. Well, the Democrats and liberal mainstream media has been unaffected by these changes. And also the online email, such as Gmail, Yahoo, AOL, etc., during the last campaign in many of the key races, they were sending the Democrat candidates' email into the inbox and the Republican candidates' email into the spam box. So you have the, this is just a huge factor, and it's hard to win when you spot the enemy, the enemy four million votes. Uh, Tucker Carlson's been big on this and has talked about this repeatedly on his program, while the Republican Party and even Donald Trump have done nothing more than intermittent hand-wringing on the subject. So let's hear what Tucker Carlson and his guests had to say about this. Every day, the left announced the president as a threat to democracy and free expression. You hear it constantly. But at the same time, the left is coming closer and closer to taking total control of the Internet and blocking any speech it disagrees with. That is absolutely the plan. Tonight, we can exclusively report that last week, the Democratic Party chairman, Tom Perez, met with a Council on Technology and Society. This council included the CEO of the tech company TaskRabbit, among others. According to a summary of the meeting that we received, the group bluntly asked Tom Perez, again, the head of the Democratic Party, what they could do to, quote, contribute to the broad social good. When you ask that question to the head of the Democratic Party, what are you asking? How can we elect Democrats? Which is what they're, what they're trying to do. Meanwhile, in a not unrelated story, a coalition of major companies, including Verizon, NBC, Facebook and Google, the biggest companies, has announced a new Global Alliance for Responsible Media. Remember that Global Alliance for Responsible Media. Now, the stated goal is to pressure tech platforms to, quote, develop and deliver against a concrete set of actions, protocols and processes for protecting people and brands, blah, blah, blah. In other words, what they're really saying is censorship, and censorship on a vast scale. If they have their way, this will be the end of free speech online and the death, by the way, of mainstream conservatism. Any voice right of center will be tarred as hate speech, Russian trolls, or simply bad for business. That's their game plan. It's simply a question of whether anybody in power in Washington will do anything to prevent it from happening before it does. And by the way, you'd think the Trump campaign might be interested in this because there's no chance the president will be reelected if supporters can't speak freely online obviously. Blake Harris is author of The History of the Future, and he joins us tonight. Blake, thanks a lot for coming on. So this seems like an alignment of the people who control all speech online. And why shouldn't that terrify anyone who believes in free speech? Um, I wish I had an answer for you. But the, the answer is that it should. Um, as you know, from the last time I was on, I wrote this book, The History of the Future, and I set out to tell a story about this rags to riches VR story about this company, Oculus, founded by Palmer Luckey, sold to Facebook for $3 billion. 
And then my book took a left turn when Palmer ended up getting fired from the company for essentially being a Trump supporter. And, and I was like, yeah. you know, admitted to last time I was on the show, I, I'm a lifelong liberal. But, but this is not about left and right. This is about right and wrong. And, and it, is, it is alarming what is going on. Well, it's horrifying. And because it is a concentration of more power in one place than we've seen in my lifetime, probably we've seen since the turn of the last century when Teddy Roosevelt helped break up the trusts. And yet nobody seems worried about it. Why is that? I think, you know, at first I asked myself that same question every morning. And I think that what I came to believe is that most of these people, most of these left-leaning people and the heads of the tech company and the populated tech companies are just so certain in their correctness. Um, and, and so they think that they are good, fighting the good fight and helping Facebook in their mission. And Facebook is really largely like a, an activist company more than anything else. And, you know, for example, one of the things that comes to mind is uh, Andrew Bosworth. He's the head of consumer hardware at Facebook, one of the early employees. He was Mark's TA back at Harvard. And during the election season, he casually and, and frequently shared articles like there's no such thing as a good Trump supporter. And, and that's just wild to me. You know, the, the level of discrimination against conservatives, against anyone slightly to the right of, of the left is, is astonishing. And, you know, when, when we deal with other groups that are marginalized, um, we all, you know, at least there, there's an effort to make things better. There's at least an acknowledgement that maybe there's implicit biases. But right. when it comes to conservatives, um, the answer you either get is a wink and a nod or it's just, well, some views don't deserve to have a platform. And again, I don't agree with many of these views, but they absolutely deserve to have a right. platform. Of course. Of course. And there should be. A, look, I, I, I'm sure you're not going to vote for, for President Trump's reelection. But you know, as well as I, he will not be reelected if his supporters can't speak freely, period. And I don't know if they understand that. I, I hope they're starting to figure it out. Like, anyway, thank you for your reporting on the subject. It's been important. Rulers have always wanted to control the flow of information to the people. It is so much easier to rule when the people voluntarily obey. When you got to use the police and the secret police and the soldiers and lock people up and torture them and kill them. You know, it's, it's just so much extra expense and work. So by controlling the flow of information, you can better control people and how they abate. Tommy Robinson, who is... A hero of mine, as, as he's a freedom fighter, I mean, for what he's had to endure. Literally, the, the UK government tried to kill him in prison by starvation. They put him in a majority Muslim prison where they, he couldn't eat the food because the Muslims were preparing it and they, would, they, they could poison it. And they wouldn't let him have enough calories to live on. And so finally, fortunately, his case was reversed and he was let go after he lost a, lot, a vast amount of weight. Anyways, he said that the alliance of big business and government to control information, to control people, is the very essence of fascism. And it is. It totally is. You know, the left loves to use the uh, term anti-fascist to describe their actions, their their cause du jour, when you have uh, folks like uh, the Patriot, movement up in the Pacific Northwest holding rallies in Oregon and Washington and Antifa shows up and calls them fascists. And yet they don't see the irony of what's unfolding to realize that they're the ones that are fascist. When you're shutting down the speech of someone for whatever reason, 
That's fascism. I don't think a conservative alive has been engaged in shutting down or discourage. In fact, we want talk. We want to, you know, to to have the conversation, have the the debate of ideas, have those conversations. They don't want to have them. But this is and this is very serious. And I think um, Tucker is probably mostly right about the effect of big damn tech. Donald Trump, because he is so well known, because he has the ability to communicate with people directly, might be able to still win, notwithstanding big damn tech. I wouldn't count on it, but he might. But other Republicans that don't have his ability to communicate to when people know who he is, people have their own. Most people have a, have an opinion, favorable or negative, about Donald Trump that may not be subject to change very much. But for, but if you're a Republican congressional candidate, legislative candidate, senatorial candidate, governor candidate. And big damn tech is doing all these things to you. Then, and they're manipulating the search results and printing all your emails into the into the junk bin, while your can't, or your opponents' can't, emails go into the inbox and so on. Shadow banning you and so on. Your your prospects of winning are much much reduced. A lot of people who are outspoken from Milo Yiannopoulos to. Um, Paul Joseph Watson to Infowars to I mean, there's a whole list of people who have been censured by uh, platform. It's a process called deplatforming, where you remove their ability to get their message out. Sure, you might be able to upload a video to YouTube, but if you don't show up in their search engines or if you're not a subscriber, it's very difficult for some of these videos to go viral. It's very difficult for them to get their message out, particularly like Dennis Prager. You know, his videos on socialism, you got to be 18 to be able to see them. And a lot of his work is designed for the younger viewer to be able to watch it to actually learn. Right. You know, one of the one of the latest uh, victims, if you will, of this is Steven Crowder, Glenn Greenwald, who appeared on Tucker Carlson tonight to react to Vox writer Carlos Maza's campaign to get conservative voice Steven Crowder banned from YouTube for making fun of his sexuality. Now, if you don't know this story, um, Carlos Maza is a um, journalist, if you want to call him that. And uh, Steven Crowder would make fun of him, you know, for whatever. Steven Crowder is a comedian, first and foremost. We all know comedians are having a rougher and rougher time Applying their own trade because unless you're attacking a Republican, well, they're not even allowed on college campuses anymore. You can't go to a college campus if you're a, if you're a uh, um, uh, comedian who pushes the boundaries. Let's just say, I mean, they're no longer allowed. You can't go and do your your deal. And this is where a lot of these people uh, did. But at any rate, Stephen Crowder got banned from YouTube for making fun of the sexuality. Uh, and attacking this uh, this reporter, Carlos Maza. YouTube did not ban Crowder's show from its platform. However, g- the Google-owned company decided to demonetize his account. Carl, uh, Carlson called Maza a fascist posing as a victim. There you go. There's that fascist word. And victim word. Yes. And Greenwald said he'd received uh, anti-gay hate mail, uh, but it would never occur to him to run to social media companies to beg for censorship. And yet that's what some of these people do. That's what this guy did. He said he ran to YouTube and said, you got to you got to shut this guy down. 
And you see the pattern is that the, the left has repeatedly – they've gone after Tucker Carlson, Hannity, and Ingram on Fox News t- targeting their advertisers, trying to get them to drop those shows because they, they, Fo- they want those shows particularly and Fox News in general off the air. And from the Antifa's to threats to intimidation to just general nastiness, you've probably seen this as well as I, is – They'll just call you on, online. They'll just call you vile names, and most people just are gonna are, are gonna. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't want to be involved in that. Right. And you, so you really need a, a thick skin. And to economic warfare, that you know, if you say the wrong thing, you're, you're, they're, they're going to go at your business, or they're going to go at your at your job and try to get you fired from your job if you say if you say the wrong thing. Interesting uh, case. We'll talk about this after the break. Was the uh, there's a there's a baker that has been that that actually won a legal case against a college that was targeting them over some of these same issues. We'll talk about that and more when we return on the Unite Inland Empire radio show after a message from our sponsor for this half hour. All Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. I'm back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen, the folks that are out here listening to this. And I can't think of a of an We say this every year when we have, and in fact, it seems now we're in this perpetual election cycle uh, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done in preparation for the primary coming up, in preparation for the general election. Uh, and so if you are out there listening to us and you haven't uh, been involved in the past, we sure could use your help. And we'll stay tuned to the United Inland Empire radio show. Your country can you need your help. Ask not what your country can do for you. But what you can do for your country. Yeah, and it's really important. This election cycle, uh, we need people, because this brand new element of uh, ballot harvesting, it requires a whole new approach to dealing with the election cycle. So, uh, folks, we uh, sure could use uh, some assistance. So stay tuned to the United Inland Empire radio show because we'll be giving you lots of ideas of how you can get involved. Following up on our previous discussion about the effects of big dem tech, two things that we can all do immediately today. One is stop using Google as your search engine. Google is the enemy. They're the enemy of not only of our cause of freedom, they're the enemy of our country. And I'll give you an example. Google refuses to help our military develop artificial intelligence systems, but they're helping China develop artificial intelligence systems. They're helping the dictatorship of China suppress its people. Google, at least they can't be accused of hypocrisy, got rid of their long-term, long-time uh, motto of don't be evil, because they are evil. 
So use DuckDuckGo. I use it. It's a good search engine. Works as well. I'm happy with it. Just don't support the enemy. The second thing you can do immediately is start cross-posting on alternative social media. First and foremost, use a company called Gab, G-A-B. On Gab, if a speech is legal in America, it's permitted on the platform. They believe in freedom of speech. Imagine that. And it takes very little extra time to cross-post over on Gab what you're posting over on regular social media. We need to begin the conservative exodus off of big damn tech. Now, if Donald Trump was to do this, it would be huge. And for the life of me, I don't know why he's not doing it. I don't know why Daily Caller that we're looking at here on the computer screen or Breitbart or Gateway Pundit are not also publishing on Gab and including Gab share buttons on all of their articles. But we need to, give, we need to begin that exodus. So there's two things we can all do immediately to help the process. Before the break, I alluded to a story that happened just recently. Uh, there was a lawsuit that had been filed by a cake manufacturer, Gibson's Candy Ice Cream and Bakery. This business was located uh, in a college town uh, where a college named Oberlin College uh, is located. And this particular college had embarked on a uh, program of protesting this particular bakery, in fact, it goes way beyond protesting. Let's back up. Let's, let's talk about the incident. That- well, yeah, no, I was okay. just I was just going to do that. So a clerk in this bakery, having seen a black Oberlin student shoplifting bottles of wine, pursued the thief. Now, as it turns out, this individual wasn't old enough to even drink, as it turns out. But the thief and two female friends were, according to the police report, kicking and punching the clerk on the ground when police arrived. So what happened was uh, the clerk goes after shoplifters, gets beaten up by the shoplifters, and then social justice warriors from Oberlin College. They were students of the college. Yes, they they, they had cut class uh, the day critically... uh, uh, the, the day that critical thinking was taught, if it ever was, instantly accused the bakery of racially profiling the shoplifter, an accusation complicated by the fact that the shoplifter and his partners in an assault pleaded guilty to the to the crime, essentially. So what unfolded from there essentially was a coordinated attack by Oberlin on the bakery that was Including led administrators of the college by the president of the college or dean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think ultimately this bakery decided to sue Oberlin College. One of the other uh, aspects of this story was that uh, Oberlin had been one of the larger customers of at the college itself, ordering products and services from the bakery. They, they they mounted a protracted campaign against the bakery's reputation and solvency. Um, but ultimately, when they uh, the bakery prevailed, they got a forty what was a forty plus million dollar judgment against the right uh, against eleven million dollars of compensatory damages. And then they went back to the punitive phase where the college pleaded. Well, well, we we can't we can't afford this, notwithstanding their tens of millions of dollars in, in endowment, and the jury would have no part of this. 
So, so they awarded an additional $33 million of punitive damages on the university for its conduct, and good for them, good for the bakery for standing up. They almost went out of business, and this bakery's been in to multi-generational family six, business. Six, six generations, this bakery's and been in And they almost existence. went out of business because of this. And this is an example of, uh, of we talked about the, the left waging economic warfare to suppress sometimes freedom of speech, or in this case, this, this bakery to, to advance their racial identity politics, where people, they, they, the, the students in question committed an assault, and they committed a, a shop, a thief. They were thieves, and they, and they attacked this, the, 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 the store clerk. But they were the ones who are now claimed to be the victims only because it served the narrative. The students in question that committed the crimes were black. Gets back to honoring the rule of law, gets back to decency, and it gets back to exactly what is going on with this big dem tech that you let us off with. This is this is fascism. This is exactly the same thing that the big tech companies are doing. It's being done on college campuses. It's being done in Hollywood. If you're a conservative in Hollywood, you run the risk of never working again if you're found mm-hmm. out. Uh, Karen uh, Sigmund, who is the leader of the American Freedom Alliance, after her last uh, conference, she went to work and they non-renewed her contract coincidence of coincidences because it was directly related to what we were talking about. Well, and they were, it wasn't even coincidence. They told her that's why they did it. And she uh, has no protection. Like, it's not a public school. She's a at-will uh, teacher. Well, she may have a case. We'll see. But there's another instance where uh, this is happening rampantly. This Oberlin College example is an example of what America will become under the Democrat Party. Don't do that, people. Don't let that happen. Stand up, fight, because in California, it's ground zero for this taking over the entire country. So stick around for the fight. It's going to be fun. Donald Trump's leading the way, and we just got a taste of it last Tuesday. This has been the Unite IE Radio Show every Saturday at 4 p.m. Tune in next week, same time, same bad channel. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.